This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching Tin Man. I'm Van Velding, and I have watched the narrative undercut Troy. Actually, this is like my third time watching this episode. And I'm Derek, and this is my first time seeing Troy get undercut. Well, not really the first time. It happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does happen a lot. You ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. So, um... Such a weird, such an episode that's filled with so many things. I have a lot of critique for this episode. Yeah. The thing is, it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, like it, it's got little bits, but it's like it's how it chose to do things. Like why? That's that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I I th- I kind of think the opposite. I think it's like sixty forty good, uh-huh. maybe seventy five twenty five. Well, because like there are clear flaws in it yeah but totally. I, I just don't um i i like there's such sharp flaws that are in such sharp relief yeah you know sure. like rocks and silly putty it's what does uh real quick does Riker have a relationship with this dude like i i'm pretty sure we've seen him before right between picard and all like i think i remember fort hood uh, i fort don't hood. remember this guy specifically, I think there was a cut scene or there was like cut script that implied a, a relationship between these two that went a little further back. Oh, okay. An interesting thing about this episode is that it establishes a fairly small Starfleet. Uh, yeah. Picard knows this guy. Like how many, yeah, like, like it, se- it kind of sounds like it's like, hey, you're the fastest ship with the best people. And it's like, oh, then you start wondering, well, how many Enterprise class, you know, Starships are there? Yeah, galaxy class. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's... Riker talks about this other away mission with Tam Elbrun. Yeah, look. And he's like, yeah, look, he's two of my out. friends died. Two two <laughs> people in my class at the academy died. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, like well, like, damn, so how many people are in Starfleet? Like, this dude, like, even knows it. Like, he's like, you mean of the blah, blah, blah disaster? And he's like, yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, he knew, like, almost as if he knew the dude as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Troy's like I want to come along and then we get like the teaser like we get the cut where it's like things explode at the end of the teaser people yeah. die at the end of a teaser people are like oh no it's choking me at the end of a teaser it's tense things are dangerous and Troy's like he's a patient he's no, mentally no. ill end of teaser yeah <laughs> everyone on the bridge is like oh my god oh wow he's crazy we gotta get a crazy guy on board oh my god it's uh and Troy had to counsel him, right? What? I said, and Troy had to counsel him, right? Yeah, which I imagine, I imagine Counselor Troy, senior in college, yeah. and her staff guidance counselor comes in, and he's like, Deanna, you have a 2.0 to 10 significant digits GPA. <laughs> the only things you've ever gotten from the student cafeteria are... Uh, raw brownie mix and a bag of Funyuns, <laughs> which you've only purchased between the hours of 1 a.m. and 3.30 a.m. <laughs> you got you got to make those, like, cup brownies, bro. Every clinic hour you've ever made has been online somehow. <laughs> you have to take Tim Elbrum and counsel him or else you don't get a degree. What? This is BS. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to cancel... Uh, nobody wants to counsel Tim Elbrum. He's a dick. like... Come on, it's the Betazoid Day of Sobriety. I'm <laughs> passing. Come on. Come on, man. Just give me one this. more day and I'll totally like get high and talk to this dude. I promise. 
Uh, it's like, come on, I earned my degree. Just barely. <laughs> yeah, like, just get me out of here. Get me out of this whack-ass crystal prison. <laughs> so, um, but apparently Counselor Troy has had a patient. Yeah, before. I mean, I, 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 yeah, imagine, like, I, I, I was, in my mind, I was wondering, like, how that works. Like, you're, because, I mean, you don't want, like, students, like, dicking around with, like, crazy folks, right? <laughs> it was, like, just making things worse instead of better. Um, but I mean, imagine they have like an advisor that's like, all right, what did you learn today? And it's like, oh yeah, he's this, this, and this, and he needs this, this, and this. Like, no, that's wrong. This is what you need to do. <laughs> so I guess there's kind of like a, a, like an apprenticeship, if you will, which I feel like more professions really need is like apprenticeships. Yeah. yeah well, that's, that's hard to do because you're, you're spending extra work when the bare minimum would do because of money reasons. Well, I mean, we spend right. extra work with overtime and other bullshit with no, like, levels of productivity. So, I mean... Oh, no. De- Derek, Derek, you don't understand <laughs> the concept of... So let's, let's get into Tam Helper. Yeah, yeah. He's and we'll here. talk about the foibles of capitalism later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look at this dude. So, Nonchalant, like, just comes in here. He's very much at cross-purposes where... All at once, he's barely holding it together from stress, and that's, like, his thing. Yeah. And then on the other side, he's sort of, like, nonchalant and easily distracted, which are realistic combinations I think you can have in a character. Yeah. But in terms of... What was that? Was just invisible to him before? <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess he wasn't in his peripheral vision, and then, like, he heard someone talk, and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's Tim like whoa, whoa whoa I'm not actually looking at anyone I got like porn playing in some contact lenses <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I was, a dude I was it's watching, a fully clothed dude I was watching the co-ed I was watching through the eyes of like the co-ed uh, shower and then all of a sudden this dude said something I thought it was the white monolith which stands in the background of all Tam Elbram's porn wow okay <laughs> uh, I just um, but like for all the people that are like data you're weak like I live in a galaxy full of aliens but data yeah. you're so weird yeah. you're like a human which is the most common shape of aliens ever <laughs> yeah, exactly. but you're a little pale and golden eyes that's so yeah. Tam Elbram is like the only guy who gets that yeah who, I mean because I, he's telepathic it, it's weird to me though because I, 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 I strongly I can't point out the episode unfortunately but I strongly feel as if I've heard Deanna Troy like sense something in data's brain like to where she the implication was that she can totally like there's a in in the emotional telepathic landscape that like data is not invisible like he looks different but he's not like just completely not there which is exactly undercut by what tam just said i don't know i i remember like when they put graves brain in data and he got jealousy and she buried the lead on data being jealous and then feeling things yeah. and then whenever law's brain was exploding Deanna's like, I can feel stuff. I mean, but maybe supposed I don't know. to be like, like data mini, right? So yeah, exactly. But then she died because she had feels. So, <laughs> she had feels. Here's Riker doing some, yeah, he's um, like, yeah. some MAGA level backseat editorializing. Like <laughs> I'm sad your friends died Riker, but a board of professionals looked the f- into it and <laughs> yeah. it wasn't fucking Tam Elbrun's fault. And then he's like, well, maybe if Tan Elbrum was better at his job, no one would have died. I'm like, one, that is the faultiest logic to ever enter this turbo lift, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, like, uh, let's ask the, the turbo lift doors. They hear everything. What about you, turbo lift doors? Do you think that's the worst logic? The worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yard. hey, you know how Yar died? It seems like maybe if the guy in charge of that away <laughs> mission was a good Ooh. commander, Ooh. that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> 
How could you have been so oblivious I, to that I would threat, love Will it. Riker? I would love it if, like, the turbo lift doors gave Riker that sass. <laughs> I just... It's like, oh, yeah, I remember. I used, to, I used to lift up Yara all the time. She was cool. Oh, wait a minute. She's dead. I wonder if the dude that, like, was in charge of that away mission. <laughs> oh, it's such a faulty kind of logic. I want yeah. to slap him in the face. Yeah, I mean, hard. you know, and it's 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 definitely part of like this this kind of Western notion that the more competent you are, the like more uh, ability you have to exert over your environment. But it's an illusion. Like no one has control over reality or other people. Like there's no way for you to do that. Yeah. One thing I like about Tamis is ability to move plots forward, move briefings forward. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had that for meetings. Meetings are the worst. Um, yeah. yeah, but he, he definitely kind of has like this. One of the things that's interesting about this is that, you know, in the teaser, we get this whole like, he was a patient. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no, crazy person. But they could have totally done this thing where, hey, look, this guy has problems. However, he still provides usefulness to Starfleet. He still has a job that... Um, you know, is useful. He's dealing with his own stuff, but it still works. Like he still kind of makes it works, but don't really do that here. They're just like, he, there's, there's some very like rough, like house Sherlock Holmes, like level dicketry and is like, and then you find out later, like, Oh, it's because I hear everything. And it's like, really, you've been dealing with this for how, yeah. how old are you? Like, weren't you in a whole society um, of Betazoids that should have been able to help you deal with this stuff? I, I don't feel like this is a thing that you should still be struggling with. No matter how, prodigy like you are um they have a scene where they talk about it scans for me yeah so um i it's one of the more agreeable parts of this episode where they do treat his mental illness as this big thing in the teaser yeah but afterwards like he is an asset he he is a little brusque um he's a little high strung he forgets things but he's still pretty good for this but i mean they undercut they undercut that by like in the following scenes, both Picard and Troy are, you know, are like, well, not Troy, but like Picard's like, I don't think I can trust him. And like Riker's like, I don't think I can trust him. And you, you kind of get this implication like, oh, it's because he's difficult is why I can't trust him. Even though they, they put things that narratively make sense, but behaviorally, the way the acting goes, for me, it reads, we can't trust him because he's been ill. Yeah. Which is definitely something i think this episode intends for us to take with more credibility than we actually do here right. in 2018 yeah and you know um, in, my, in my mind it's just like i mean okay the federation like the guys that pay your well it's not pay your paychecks but give you this nice ship those dudes said like he is the foremost expert doesn't that like mean anything to you guys yeah like the he's top a center, of the pyramid but he can do it yeah, it's like, See, hey, um, hasn't every scientist you souls have ever met been in a centric toll? Yeah, I, you know, and none of them killed like his friend. Wish we got more of this kind of dialogue from Troy. You know what? I feel like we should have this entire episode should all be Troy and not this weird dude that like just shows up with all the abilities Troy has. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no yeah, you, reason. You, You've been asking for a while. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Troy and Data have this thing where, like, she can feel feelings and he has no feelings. And what if they would work together and get into that? <laughs> wouldn't she? Wouldn't he be, like, an interesting puzzle for her and they could work together? Um, and we finally get that episode, <laughs> yeah. except... 
I feel like my feelings towards that are probably exactly Marina Sirtis's feelings towards this episode, which is, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I'm right here, guys. Right here. You have to bring someone else, pay someone else some more money just to give him all the lines that you could have written for me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, you would not have had to have tweaked this episode much. You wouldn't have had yeah. a guest star or whatever. Like, I mean, but... you, you could have easily had, like, a few... You know, like, the teaser could have been Marina Sirtis having dreams about this weird alien, you know, and then Starfleet coming in and saying, hey, look, we got this weird alien, we need to investigate it. And Marina Sirtis says, hey, look... Um, I've been having weird dreams about this too. I think he's trying to communicate with me. And then, bam, you're off to the races and you have everything you need to do the same thing Tam Elburn does. Right. Well, I mean, she can't run away with Gomtu in the end, right? They can't make it complete. So maybe there's like another nascently Beta Z character who has a problem. I mean, you don't even just need like... that. You could just have him say, hey, look, like, you're going to you're gonna take care of me. We're going to bring you to Starfleet. And Starfleet is going to like or i could bring you to beta z i can freaking bring you to beta z yep. you can hope you have a whole crew again a whole crew that's of a really good we'll point take care of. that that is a really great point where we can have another episode where a main character forms a deep a deep passionate bond with another uh person and then we never see that other person again i'm not i'm not criticizing i'm just saying <laughs> if there's anything bad about that idea it's not anything bad that we know i mean look at this i mean look at this look i'll give you even one better um Marina Sirtis makes the bond with the, the ship, takes the ship to Beta Z, gets a crew on Beta Z, they go off and do Starfleet things, and then later on, when we're bebopping along, we come back and see the crew and say, hey, how are you doing? Just like we do with the Fort Hood stuff. I, um, we can occasionally put something beside an Excel, besides an Excelsior class by the Enterprise in these establishing shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. We get that a lot. Um, um, also, I want to kind of point out here. Shoot a torpedo with the cloaked ship. Come on, it'll be fun. Do it. Do it. <laughs> We thought it was an anomaly. We thought we were shooting a probe. <laughs> Worf was supposed to hit the probe button, but he hit the torpedo button. I'm so sorry we broke your warbird. My bad. Float. <laughs> right. Everyone looks at Worf like, Worf, did you hit the <laughs> torpedo button again when you were ta- when you were scanning Romulans? I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it's forgiven this time. But next time, I want you to be extra careful. Jordy's like, all right, let's see. Worf says the console's broken. <laughs> Hits the, the probe button, shoots a torpedo. Hits the torpedo button, also shoots a torpedo. <laughs> yeah, like all of his macros are really just a torpedo button. <laughs> uh, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that... Uh, oh, man, I lost it. I had something lost it. Oh. So this, this is, is where Tim. We, yeah. yeah, we get like a, a, a little insight into like the, the torture genius of Tam Elburn. Yeah, and again, I think it's sort of a gifts or sometimes drawbacks take on um, this. Yeah. I and I think this I like this scene. Like this scene is good because it does show, like, hey, look, like you know, we have this kind of notion. I feel in America, or maybe even all of the Western culture, that the more intelligent you are, the automatically the more you have to like get what you want out of society or reality or whatever. But that isn't the case. Just because you're smarter does not mean that you get all the things. Um, oh, counterpoint. I think that narratives about torture geniuses are designed to make uh, average people feel that life is fair. Um, that could be interesting. I mean, I, I don't think that... Um, I would I would much prefer... 
them trying to go for less of an angle of lysis hair and more of an angle of human all humans have dirty hands like all humans have struggled and just because you're maybe close to the top or the top of a pyramid does not alleviate your struggle like and the only way your struggle can get alleviated is through inner work like there's no there's no getting around that it's like exercise if you want to get muscles you have to exercise no one can exercise for you counterpoint i think people at the top can uh live quite an assuaged life um without a lot of the struggles we take just to survive well now well now we're talking about like economics versus like abilities right like now like you know um now we're talking about just like how much money you have and the social i guess grease that gives you which i totally agree like and you can you'll live in a bubble um, I, I'd expound to say that there is a disconnect between temporal power and actual skill um, that most people would like to associate, but but are, are quite divorced in real life. Um, I don't know if I understood that, but um, okay. I think I think I get the gist of what you're saying. De- Deanna's a princess, and she has like it for te- tele- telepathy skills. Yeah. Tam Elburn here is a. Fucking, no uh, name, government employee and he's incredibly talented yeah. is 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 deanna a princess just because like her mom said she was a princess one day and then like and her. <laughs> like is that what happened i mean who's gonna no argue with really Loxana what her, <laughs> yeah no one really knows what Loxana is but no one's she, willing to argue with her over it <laughs> i mean like, that is has, true like, that is like the coolest superpower right like imagine if you could just <laughs> walk into like any any room on any planet and say whatever you wanted and no one would like push back <laughs> like even if it was the most outrageous things like listen i'm the princess of blah 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 and i have the right to do this and like yeah i guess she has diplomatic immunity i mean i'm not gonna ask her <laughs> i'm not gonna push back on that loxana <laughs> is like the daughter of the fifth house heir to the rings of ricks yeah. and holder of the sacred chalice or whatever um, we don't know what that means, though, ultimately. So I do kid yeah. about Deanna being a princess. I would love there to be an episode. I'd love there to be an episode. I, I should, hopefully I'll remember this in supplemental. Where, like, like one day, like, the ring, like, the rings of Ricks, like, come into play. Like, oh, we need to, we need to verify the ring of Ricks are okay because there's a threat. And then, like, <laughs> you go there and they're like, yeah, they're made up. <laughs> like, they're in a ring. <laughs> <laughs> you find out that, like, like Deanna's is just, like. Luoxana sends Deanna to like Alpha's Depot to get those little like clippy rings. <laughs> yeah, link them together. All right, I need gold. I need four washers and gold spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, David, like um, it appears that the adhesive. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, I noticed like in the the soundtrack for this um, episode have a lot of like Karate Kid type of sounds. Yeah. Like, and I know that because I, I, you know, I watched a lot of Karate Kid as a kid and, um, there, there was like these, you know, there are these poignant moments where Mr. Miyagi's talking to Daniel-san and like, you hear like this kind of woodwind type of deal. There's a lot mm-hmm. of that when like, t- like there are poignant moments with Tam Elburn, like on screen. Yeah. We did kind of talk over the episode where they, they do a lot of talky things about Tam Elburn and his personality and. It's all good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. It's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, it gets undercut later by Picard saying, I don't trust him because he's ill. <laughs> right. Like, but we understand in the motion picture, which I think we actually steal some graphics from here. 
in the motion picture, Spock has a connection with Vidra, and we're like, well, can we trust Spock? So I think anytime someone has like a psychic connection with the cool alien thing, like, Starfleet captains like, we don't trust it. It's prob- I, don't, I don't know it's why. It's probably more like, um, can we log a thing? No, I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. These bitches are coming in hot, and Picard's about to get his ass owned. Yeah. I stand up for Picard in these military exchanges, yeah. but... Um, they're about to get owned super yeah, hard. Yeah, like he doesn't Romulans. even like like this dude could sh- like he fires one shot. He never fires a shot back. He's definitely within range. I mean, you can't tell me that after he follow- fires his volley, like there was no. He can't just do like a a tail shot on his bow. It's like yeah. what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, either one of you psychic people want to tell me what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. Anyone? Oh, oh, the man. Excellent. <laughs> Obviously, you know what's going on. Tell me what's <laughs> happening. How many times have I said Troy could do this very exact thing Tam is doing? <laughs> how many times, yeah. Chris? <laughs> yeah, so many times. Like, either one of them could have spoken up. Like, are you going to... No, I'm going to... Like, it's telepathically. They're just, like, trying yeah. to be polite. And yeah. then they get shot, like, eight times by a Romulan. Yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. Yeah, so- everyone... Everyone on the bridge is just glacially slow to come to yeah, this, to this, analyze the really situation. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, they're usually, I mean, Worf is usually like, I, I, I got my hand on the repeater button, just say when. <laughs> like, I, I just need, I need someone to authorize me to push this button. <laughs> I will do push this button so hard. Uh, but no one does. Tam is like, <laughs> are, he, Tam turns the in, are these people idiots? He's like, I put Ambien in the replicator process. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted a couple of easy Look days. I didn't think Look at the cards. Like, can you read this all telepathically? At that point in time, Tam should look at Deanna and like, does he not know that you could be doing this this whole time? <laughs> like, like, does he not know that you have these powers? He's like, yeah, no, I, um, I'm usually high, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to coast. You know what I'm saying? They don't need money. They don't even pay me this job. I just, I get free replicator stuff. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did you read that telepathically? Like, all right, you know, give me your shirt. I'm captain now. Give it to me. Yeah, he's give like, it to me. Picard, how do you not know this? You have a betazoid like at your left constantly. No, I don't. Oh, Deanna. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> hey, um, also, I know we're like in this super tight race with the Romulans to get like this alien species, which they will probably kill as our fail state. Yeah. They'll probably kill it. Um, do we want to like pursue them or yeah, do we just want to chill here until our shields are at 120% yeah. power? Yeah. Oh, the second one? All right. Uh, we're just yeah. going to completely ignore the situation here. We'll just, oh, yeah, it looks got, fine. Yeah, yeah. We definitely have to just kind of chill out here, um, even though we have no reason for it. Also, like, so this is the introduction of, like, hey, problems with engineering, man. Like, there are a whole bunch of these engineering problems. And, like, you get, and, and they're, they're like, un, not friendlies. What do they call them? Like, uh, Charlie. There's awesome. tra- Charlie everywhere, you know? And so <laughs> um, you'd think that the, the situation engineering is, like, an all-hands-on-deck situation. Of which yeah. um, I would have expected that someone to take over Wesley Crusher and his wonderkin powers activate and he starts helping out he doesn't necessarily do everything but he should yeah. be at least competent enough for Jordy to give him like orders and he knows his way around to like follow those orders uh and it would have been easy i'm sure as an actor yeah. he has like this you know in his contract you gotta do so many things like why can't he just do things in engineering isn't that the whole point of him being <laughs> yeah. you know the youngest dude in starfleet or whatever Right, like he should be run. He should be walking around at a brisk pace, holding a prop. Yeah, exactly. Like that's Fiddling it. with that's a prop. You yeah, you don't. You don't need him to like be. You don't have to pull from like this top shelf, and like he needs to lead it. He can just be like a dude that is competent enough to help out, even though he's super young. Yeah. Like that's 
that's remarkable in itself. Or, or you can have Jordy just be like, hey, I need you to realign all the face converters on deck seven. Uh, and he's like, got and, it. And can, yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, and then ch- like, ch- check on him every now and again. Like, hey, Wesley, how are those converters going? He's like, I'm about 80% complete. All right, cool, later. Like, like it's a big job, but like, you know, assign that to Wesley or whatever. So, is it kind of weird that he has like this painting that he's covered? Like, it's almost as if he's hiding it. Like, like he doesn't uh, want it might be a way to protect paints. it. I don't know. I don't know why painters cover paintings. I mean, so. yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you don't like you go to the museum and paintings aren't covered. Like, they're just they're out there. Yeah. Like, I've wanted to touch one so bad, but I know it's bad for you. I know you they're not. <laughs> they're not. But it's um, right there. I just want to touch it. <laughs> they're not works in progress. So yeah, I mean, maybe but, yeah, maybe maybe that is like he he somehow did in some sort of thing. This is and this so, is interesting. Like here, this is another thing that I find interesting. He's in, he's ill. Air quotes. Um, yeah. But he's having a meaningful relationship with Data, um, yeah. which I I mean I would love so much for Deanna Troy and Data to have all kinds of conversations like this. It would have been awesome. It would be awesome. But no, this no, is, we have we have to get some sort of co- outside contractor to do this kind of dialogue. Right, and the deal is that Tam's perspective here is considered to be so weird. We need an NPC to say it. Like, yeah. Troy couldn't ask these questions, yeah. and then just go right back to working with people next week. Like, yeah, would would, would that do something with her character? Quote yeah. inverted quotes character. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it would make it makes so much sense. Like, ju- it makes just as much sense of how like. Jordy and Data would like hang out. It it makes that much level of sense for Deanna and Data to hang out. Yeah. And Tam mentions the whole thing about which we've been saying where Data has feelings, but yeah. just because Tam can't sense them, that doesn't mean they aren't real feelings. They don't have right. meaning. Yeah, yeah. He so. said like he's like, Have you ever considered that you're just different? And the way we're supposed to read that is, Oh, Tam's different. He knows what it's like to be different, so he knows data. Yay. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, it it is, but I just to get to that goal, you don't need Tam to do it. You could totally have done it with Deanna. They they imply that Deanna's a bit socially isolated herself. I mean, yeah, her mom her mom is Luxwana. Like, how socially isolated <laughs> do you get? <laughs> but they they mention it here, and even in the episode which we love to make fun of, the price. Look at this. Um, Ugh. The uh, they mention her being like also kind of. They imply that she's also kind of socially isolated. Yeah. Which I don't really get for Deanna, but like that's fine. It's a fine way to characterize her. Yeah. So um that wasn't the best Romulan Warbird exploding animation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it was also super fast. Like I think explosions last a little bit long. Actually I don't think explosions look like that in space. But if I, they did They literally just look... took the model and shook it on a blue screen. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and not focus on that too much. Look at this, dude. Like he's just that standing is... up. He, like this is this is classic a Mortal Kombat finish him acting what he's doing right here. <laughs> oh my god, it is. That is... I was trying to put it on point. I'm like, is that orgasmic? No. no. Is that this like... Is Mortal Kombat no, you're right. That is Mortal Kombat finish him acting. That is amazing. So, I, um... Hey, here's the scene. So yeah, no, Jordy yeah. talks about getting all hands on deck, but, yeah. like, my, my take on this has always been a lot of the stuff's automated. People work for fun. So they work four, six-hour shifts... Yeah. And they're dramatically overstaffed. Like they George, work, you know, George four Jackson, hour shifts, like, four, yeah, four days a week. A George Jasmine, like, pushing three uh, button for three hours kind of jazz. Right, right. So, um, 
If that was the case, though, you'd figure Jordy would have a lot of people to throw at this problem in an emergency. Yeah, like more um, more problem more than we see. Like, I mean, I yeah. I get it. We have a guy in the background doing stuff, but if this is an all hands on deck situation, we should have like at least three guys in the background doing stuff. Yeah. Like, anytime you see Jordy, you should have like three or four guys in the background like going back and forth doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't really we, track. It doesn't really read that it's an all hands on deck situation, even though the dialogue's supposed to like drive that home. It looks like. It does not. If there's, I suppose that's based on the cost of extras. So if there's one f-ing nurse in the sick bay, I will be slightly. <laughs> yeah. Like now, you, know, no you only need like maybe one or two extras on the bridge at the time at a time. Yeah. So we also kind of blew past how Data, as a xenobiology expert, is in yeah. charge of the scientific mission. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. It, like. I imagine because, uh, like, the way I kind of read that, and it was perhaps wrong, but, I mean, I feel like I'm justified because they always do this kind of crap, is, like, Data is just a floating expert. Like, hey, Data, we need you to be an expert in xenobiology. It's like, all right, I'll take about three minutes. (laughs) I'm an expert in xenobiology. Like, I kind of felt like that's what he was saying. (laughs) Actually, at Farpoint Station, in the first episode, he mentions having, like, a degree or a minor in exobiology. Snap. Interesting. Why is he wearing a mustard shirt and not a blue shirt of a science officer? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's also a good question. Yeah, it was just kind of frustrating. So, I mean, it probably looks better with the data makeup, which is reason enough for yeah. television. Yeah. Um, but it would I mean, be great if in you, all the novels Dave's wearing. Can you be a science dude and, like, also do the job that data does, like, on the bridge? Um, I guess. I mean, I imagine you could. I just, I, I always felt as if like the colored shirts told like like you had, you could only like hear these windpipes again. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> the the colored shirts like told you like what kind of jobs you could do. Like you couldn't like if you were a mustard shirt, you couldn't you weren't allowed in like the science labs or something. <laughs> or, like, I don't know. Like, what does data do? Does he occasionally plot a course, tell us how long it'll take to get there, and give us censorship? <laughs> Because Wesley plots course and gives us times. Yeah. Worf mean, reads the sensors, so whatever happens. Data basically does whatever. everything. <laughs> like he does it's the data station. So. so look at this. Look, I mean, like, we, we, have, we only have Deanna doing something meaningful when the real cool lines can be taken away from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird that she's, like, physically present for so much of the... She, she did get one scene with the back and forth with him. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, but, it, it, I mean, that she should be Tamman this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, and I just, like, with all due respect to the guy who plays Tam, I just don't feel like he pulls it off. Yeah, I feel I mean, like he, 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 it's like he's doing more exasperated, like, acting instead of, like, pained. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, like, the whole time that he's supposed to be struggling with all the voices in his head... Um, it looks like he's just like frustrated with people and and like exasperated. Like he just doesn't have a lot of patience, as opposed I, to like being in pain. I don't know. I I feel like this character, as written, has a certain kind of a, a niche, and I feel like this actor isn't really filling that. And that could be a directing issue. It could be an acting issue. Yeah. It's just Tim Elbrum comes across as as nothing. Yeah. So much nothing. Yeah, no, um, uh, that tracks with me as well. Um, I think um, that, that that's certainly true. Like, look, give me one other person in the background and you nailed it. Like, that's all hands <laughs> on deck. Like, like, all the way in the right, just, like, kind of going back and forth doing stuff. 
Hey, I'm Carl. This is my other engineer, Carl. Yeah. This is... I'm, they, they do look really similar. <laughs> like, I know you I know you give them opposite names, but they're really brothers, aren't they? <laughs> so, um... Oh, there, there's another guy way in the background. He was, oh, there he he is. was blocked by Carl. Come on, man. You have to, like, go left and right, man. Like, see, this is all hands on right. deck. This is, right. this is what that is. Right. Well, it looks and like. then, and now Carl's think, blocking did you get left in there? Carl. No, it's all right hand. So, anyway, um, and then like Jordy does all this detail work, and then he has a little bit of, and again, you could have stuck, um, Will Wheaton back there as like yeah. another person. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but then again, we never know. I Look mean, one, I don't think Will Wheaton's. He's like, are you reading that on your panel, Riker? The one that's right to your left? And, <laughs> and Riker's like, Worf, come read this panel. Like, really, Riker? <laughs> really? Like, you, I mean, I get that all of Worf's macros are torpedo, but I mean, he still speaks English. Like, his panel still, like, reads English. Like, come I on, just, man. Um, he, is, he is peak management in that scene. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, like, hey. I mean, I thought, you're, I thought managers, like, are in this at Starfleet, you're supposed to be able to... Like, do other people's jobs. Like, slot in. I know, right? Riker will not literally lift a hand to push some buttons. <laughs> yeah. It's not even and that. Then... It's like he won't even turn his head to look at a panel. <laughs> Jordy's like, hey, so... Who, buddy? Boy, we just got these sensors online. That was yeah. a bear. And yeah. Riker's like, how are the shields? <laughs> yeah. Did you think I was just f***ing with the shields? And suddenly I'm like, hmm, I wonder if the sensors work now. You it's dick. Riker. That's gonna take thirty minutes. We're making margaritas over here. Of course, I'm working on the shields. <laughs> Riker's like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna plug in this turbo margarita mixer. Um, <laughs> that's not gonna mess with the shields or anything." Yes, the problem with the shields is power. Do not put a margarita mixer on that circuit. They're good margaritas, Jordy. They're, they're good I margaritas. Mean, we're all thirsty super, up here. They're super. Yeah, we're thirsty. <laughs> big issue on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I just pinged everyone on the bridge, and they all say, you're the only one that's thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy goes up to the bridge. Is this a pizza oven? I mean, yeah. <laughs> this pizza Margarita. Put, pizza. This, pizza. This margarita. Pizza. Jordy, what are we? Savages. <laughs> <laughs> this oven can produce a thousand pizzas in an hour. You do not need that. There are four people on the bridge. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> But yeah, like so, so here we have uh, like a good conversation about whether we can trust. Yeah, him. yeah. I mean, this is where this is where we kind of undercut Tam. He's like, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, sure. Stoffley says he's competent, but did you hear he's ill? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's a bit. He has been I a bit erratic to Picard's him. defense, and Picard actually defers to Deanna's judgment on this. Yeah, I mean so, that's good. Um, you and know, then and Dave makes up some bull. Yeah, which I mean, it, I, I feel like all the bull read to me uh, for sure. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. But this is kind of weird, too. It's like, hey, we're Romulans. Um, we like to have fights and kill people at the drop of a hat. We noticed that uh, our sister ship's dead, so we're going to have a conversation with you instead of just opening phasers. Yeah. I really thought that we were going to get, like, a good bluff from Picard here. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of a classic Star Trek thing. Like, hey, half of everything works. And then the, the captain's like, yep, we're ready to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, um, we we have we have a kill Romulans button, like right here. All I gotta do is press it. <laughs> it's called Worf. Yeah, Worf. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but instead, we get a little more Picard trying to be diplomatic with the Romulans. I mean, that's yeah, that's work. pretty good. Like Romulans, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is our sector, and Picard's like, oh, really? 
Well, I'm not familiar with your claim on this sector. Interesting. I guess we'll have to spin up the bureaucracy and like have the bureaucrats figure all this out, huh? Back here in a week. I'm looking at my claims map. I don't see the influence you spent, buddy. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a pretty soft claim. Um, yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to. Um, I mean, we have a claim too. Oh, you should have spent. You should have spent the extra influence on two claims. Uh, so, I don't yeah. see your construction ship essay. <laughs> We're surveying before we build the yeah. the We had the our outpost. deep space probe, man. You can't you can't piggyback on our probe and start making claims like that. We were here first. You can't survey the system. Only we can survey the system. Science <laughs> shit, bitches. So <laughs> anyway, so we closed borders, man. You can't <laughs> you can't come survey here. We've closed borders. It's so weird that. Um, yeah, Deanna, you've been denied. Yeah. Worf leans over the little rail and gives her a fist bump. Get <laughs> used to it. Yeah. <laughs> but look at this. I, you know, I wanted to mention um, the budget for this episode. Is pretty, it looks pretty big. Like, you have this whole different set that looks like nothing else. You yeah. have, like, the CGI of, like, the creature. You have, like, the spin yeah. move it does. Which, like, it does two different spin moves. Like, that first spin move is one thing, and the next spin move is, like, a slightly different. <laughs> Honestly, probably cheaper to do, to just do the spin instead of animating a thing. Yeah. Because the, the burst effect, I think, is from the motion picture. Oh, okay. Um, but one of the really hard things to do is when it blasts the Enterprise and the other Romulan ship away. Yeah. Um, like, those are two different models shot with like swooping angles right because they don't move the models they move the camera okay and then overlaid with lights and then overlaid over each other to because they come close like they have to choreograph all that stuff yeah um without layering enough shots to make it look like and um yeah, you're finally going to move closer to Gomtu, aren't you, Picard? Ooh, yeah. this camera's moving it's like, oh, wait, no, another Romulan ship that's moving towards Gomtu? I guess we better get our butts in gear. Yeah. Um, and then, like, we also get, uh, we have, like, working doors, and then uh, later on, you get, like, this CGI um, chair that comes out of nowhere. And then it's a physical prop as well, so. That chair is melted wax. This oh, you also get the phasing issue. Nice, yeah. nice little phasing bit. I, I, like, um, I like that, like, he does it, and he's like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then, like, Data tries to do it, it doesn't work. <laughs> he's like, oh, interesting, I'd like to try. Oh, oh. Oh, rejected. Oh, As you are from human society. So, um, <laughs> the deal with the chair, though, is that is uh, a forced perspective wax chair played in reverse. Melted okay, in reverse. Neat. That's pretty good. So, I... I assume I couldn't find notes on it, but that's yeah. that's how it reads. It looks like CGI so. to me, but maybe it was just the overlay of like that video on, um, like of where it is. Like maybe that's what gave it that look. I'm not sure. Uh, it could have been stop motion, but um, I might have to rewatch some California Raisins to get my eye <laughs> yeah, better. Trained, trained to the stop motion. Yeah, trained uh, to the stop motion. I but think I, that. Good. We're about to see it, so we can see. Yeah, yeah. So. I uh, I really love the premise here, you know, that um, yeah. both ships and crew have a symbiotic relationship and the ship is grown, it is or, or raised, it isn't like built. Um, that's yeah, really no, cool to me. It is super cool. Like the whole Gomtu thing is great. Like it's thousands yeah. of years old, which isn't an insane amount of time. It used to be part of like, it might be from another galaxy, it used to be a whole fleet of them. Yeah. It's people died, it's all alone. 
It grows chairs. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I love the, the idea only, of Gonzo. The only thing I think is a little weird is like it used to have a crew and then like now there's like no sign of it. Like there's no skeletons or anything. Unless like Gomtu just like poops him out. <laughs> like, all right, well, <laughs> crew's dead. Boop. <laughs> you know, they're shipfaring people. Part of their culture was to feed their dead back to Gomtu for nutrients. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe so. so. I don't I don't get that um like it, it exists between the stars. I'm like, no, it has to process energy, so it's gotta be yeah around a star that's where all the ma- that's where all the stuff yeah is. That, that's kind of what oh, i thought like i you know the, the whole time um i thought it was uh see that it looked like a cgi thing there but no you're mm-hmm. right i think it is yeah i think it is that wax deal yeah um so the, um cool. yeah that's kind of what i thought like it just kind of like had a feeding time like it chills out by a star feeds and then off it goes yeah so um and yeah, maybe that's how it works so it's really cool like that is a really cool if if Star Trek wanted to commit to the sci-fi element, yeah, like if if you want S- Star Trek to be space America in space, um, with like military and politics stuff, you would have the novels. Yeah. If you wanted Star Trek to be like a cool ass dynamic universe, all of this which <laughs> up this setting would stick around, yeah. including Gomtu babies yeah. and Horta, oh yeah, and, and clone armies. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and and graves brain process uploaders and shit. Yeah. but the the star trek no, the star trek tv shows and movies ignore this shit to whatever extent it takes for them to tell a story yeah um, which i don't fault them for but the novels are based entirely on cleaning up the status quo and just going oh no here's a story about how the androids got together and killed themselves somewhere oh wow so they don't count anymore okay well like I, i'm being a little for okay. like, <laughs> okay, in, in mud's right. planet right um this was interesting right like yeah. like you at first you're like oh look he found like he's like bonding with gamtu and that kind of stuff and then you realize yeah. no dude this is like a shield like it's protecting me from everything it's awesome but then yeah. you know you get this impression that's like okay this is a ship so the ship just wants to take care of a dude so it's got that but yeah. the dude you know the crew obviously wants to go places so why like why did this have to have to disappear like couldn't have just like all right man well We'll escort you back to Federation. You can just get your next orders and you'll be even better because you can perform your job for Starfleet without having to like, like you can have just as much interaction yeah. with people because everyone that's on the ship, you'll be able to read, but you won't be have to read anyone else. Like it yeah. sounds perfect. You could be recurring character, all of this stuff. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> just vanishes to the wind. Never hear from it exactly. again. <laughs> so, and no, we, we never hear from him again. <laughs> So it's like, what the hell, man? Really? Yeah. And it's a really cool thing to do with this setting. I, um, you know, we were in the role playing game a while back and one of the yeah. things I wanted to do was to eventually have, um, you know, this setting a little different, but then eventually have all of these things that wreck the setting come yeah. into it yeah. to create a new status quo of, well, how do these things interact with each other? Yeah. And I mean, so, to me, like that's what should happen because the whole point of, like you exploring space is to find things that you've never seen before. Um, I mean, doesn't it like, like, doesn't it make sense that you would like, you would keep those things around that you find, but so, you know, we just forgot about it and moved on. Made, we made a log. <laughs> well, I mean, they're also damaging to the status quo, the universe, yeah. how it works because of, I don't want to say flaws in how the universe is constructed, but in dramatic conceits that make the universe work in such a way that they tell relatable stories if you hang on to the stuff and incorporate it, you lose that ability. 
Yeah. Like I know that my go-to example of that is, is that those clothes they wear on away missions are just cotton or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like, that's completely ridiculous, but it's necessary to tell the story and to have threats, which, um, can affect our characters. Yeah. I like that. Like data totally, like he didn't lie, but he's like, it's difficult. And I assume he just walked away <laughs> yeah. like, like to this room to wait for Deanna because she knew, I guess <laughs> <laughs> like that's like Tam's code, Tam's code for like, I've planted a message in this Android <laughs> data. Why are you in the contemplation room? I was going to be in the contemplation room. I'm sorry, counselor. Did you schedule it? No one schedules the contemplation room. Data. You just go there to contemplate. <laughs> Shall we contemplate together? <laughs> I guess we could do that. Yeah, but it's good. Like, I talk about sometimes how we don't need someone at the end of this episode telling us the ending was happy. But I think it works here. Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, it's it's interesting. What I liked about this episode, too, is that... And and maybe I read a lot into, like, Tam's character. But, like, towards the end, like, he has a conversation with Troy. And and he's like, I'm still looking for something. I'm still looking for... Uh, I don't know if he says like a sense of belonging or whatever. Yeah. Um, I love the shot, by the way. I love that it's a they good can one. just have like a meaningful shot without it being like romantic in any way. Um, yeah. You know, but the, uh, so Tam's like looking for stuff and then he gets aboard Gantu and he finds it. And, you know, everyone has that sense of longing, right? Like everyone's looking for something and to find it, you know, you know, and then it kind of is driven home by that conversation that Data and Joy have, where it's like, yeah, um, he found where he belongs, and I realized that I belong here. That's like, yeah. oh, cool. They both found out where they belong, I guess. Which I figured I Data already knew, but whatever. Yeah, th- there's no conflict with Data about where he belongs, and again, it, it Data doesn't fe- Data feels slightly ancillary to this plot. Like you can do Data or Troy stuff with this plot, but it should have picked one. Yeah. Um, um I would have. I would have just like got rid of tam and just had deanna troy and data and that's it like, that would have been a great story that would have been fine um yeah it's so dumb like, it's like i don't know what marina Sirs did to the writers for them to hate her so much but I, mean, I, I have a feel like yeah. she did absolutely nothing and these writers are shitty i i that is my read on the situation that really it's just incidental misogyny and undervaluing of her i mean character. you would just think though you would think like wow no, yeah no like they made a whole episode that could have totally been Deanna, but they didn't. Like, man, there must like, they must hate her. And then it's go, like, oh, no, no, we're just misogynistic. We hate all women. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it's like, is it? Oh, it's not personal at all. Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that better or not? Seem like it's better. You're yeah, saying like it's, it's better, like a lateral I don't move. Think it's better. <laughs> so. Ah, man, I do not so know. Next, next week we get uh, Hollow Pursuits. Um, we don't so... have to do this, you know. We don't We don't have to read the cards if you don't want to. No, We can no, just I be done. Already. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is Picard in some kind of William Shakespeare garb. Um, uh, with, like, facial hair, no less. Or or maybe it isn't, but some dude with facial hair and, like, William Shakespeare garb. Some dude I've never seen. Well, he kind of reminds me of... Um, Who's the guy that exploded because he was in, like, he was like, I can't remember. Anyway, um, it's, it's Helen Mad Murdoch from the A team. That's Dwight Schultz. <laughs> oh, is that really? 
Don't don't play with my feelings like this. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it's literally the guy. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah. He does so, other things. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> so I, I guess like it looks like they're on like either they're on uh, in the holodeck or they're on some sort of Shakespeare planet, <laughs> which would be cool. <laughs> uh, and this is what we get from Netflix: Hollow Pursuits. A shy member of the Enterprise crew becomes addicted to the holodeck. Okay, well, answers that. Um, where relationships are easier there than in real life. Oh man, this is gonna be the worst, isn't it? Um, so I guess I'm assuming that this is basically some kind of like holodeck otaku who's like super into Shakespeare, and uh, he does his job, but really he lives for the holodeck. And uh, I'm probably not gonna like this episode. I'm expecting may, not to like it. We may have to watch this episode back to back to unpack even half of everything that happens in Hollow Pursuits. Okay, interesting. Um, may, maybe a double-sized, giant-sized episode. I don't know. Okay. Right. I don't know. Um, but, you know, mark your calendars, guys. So we will see next week. Right. And until then, remember Rand. Hey, I'll make this short because everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We've watched Star Trek on Netflix, we hold our conversations on Google Hangouts, and we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember, Rand.